Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Kriegendruck Stock Market News. In this podcast, I summarize and explain the entire trading day every weekday at 11 p.m. European Standard Time so that you can spot the bull in every scenario. Today is Tuesday, the 28th of March 2023. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. As always, we will start by talking about what is happening on Wall Street. Today, the stock market certainly was lacking a lot of momentum. The previous two trading days have been very positive. We have seen solid gains within the major US indices. The reason for that is the lack of new bad news within the banking sector. Treasury yields were gaining modestly in the early trading hours of today, and the oil price has also been increasing. When we started seeing weakness in the banking sector, Wall Street started to become worried about the economy and the fact that the weakness in the banking sector could further spread to other banks and create significant economic weakness. The oil price has been losing a lot of ground in the past few days because of this expected economic weakness. However, today we are seeing movements in the other direction of the oil price, which can not only be considered as a bounce back of commodity prices, but also as a sign that Wall Street is settling down after hearing the bad news from the banking sector. Because we have not seen more banks become under pressure, Wall Street is certainly settling down again. I believe that it is simply too early to start talking about a crisis within the banking sector. I believe that we have yet to feel the full extent of monetary tightening and the economy is still incredibly resilient. At the same time, inflation is still far above the Fed's target of 2%. Hence, I believe that we will still see further tightening of financial conditions. The Fed will not back down this year and hence the credit crunch is yet to come. However, now is still too early to talk about a credit crunch and Wall Street is realizing that right now. PWH released quarterly results today. PWH is a clothing company owning brands like Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger. PWH released good quarterly results indicating that the consumer is still out there spending money, which indicates that the overall economy is still in relatively good shape. Walgreens, despite seeing a great decrease in sales of COVID-related products, for example, COVID tests and masks, also reports relatively good numbers and a good outlook for the rest of the year as well. According to JP Morgan, and this is very interesting, Wall Street expected at the beginning of 2023 that GDP will not grow in the first quarter of 2023. Now, Wall Street expects GDP to increase by around 2.5% in the first quarter of this year. That is a significant increase in expected GDP growth, and it shows that the economy remains very resilient. JP Morgan says that consumption is remaining resilient, and they are expecting growth of 4% by the end of this year. In fact, JP Morgan believes that we are settling that we are setting up for another rally in the equity market. Inflation does remain high, but the economy is very resilient and the earnings season is performing better than expected, which will cause the S&P 500 to gain some ground. However, now you must ask yourself if the rally that we are setting up for according to JP Morgan is simply a bear market rally. Any major upward movements within major US indices are, in my opinion, unsustainable. Inflation is still incredibly high, 
an economy that is doing better better than expected while inflation still runs high ultimately means that the Fed has to keep interest rates at a higher level for longer. A resilient economy means that the Fed has to stay hawkish in order to restore price stability. And it means that the Federal Reserve can stay hawkish and has no reason to back down. This brings us back to the discussion we had many times in the past when we talked about the fact that a resilient economy, and here we often refer to the incredibly resilient labor market, for example, simply indicates that the Fed has to raise rates to a higher level in order to bring inflation down to the 2% target. The Federal Reserve responded too late to the rising price level, and I firmly believe that the price that one must pay for letting inflation rise to such a high level is a recession, and the Fed will most likely cause that recession by keeping interest rates high throughout this year. Now, equities will certainly not perform well in a period of economic weakness, and the bond market will also be in an interesting position. At this point, I would like to bring in some macroeconomic theory as GDP falls. We all know that real money demand decreases, which means that people will buy more bonds, which will increase the price of bonds and decrease the yield on bonds in the short term. Because the economy is in a very good shape and the Fed continues with quantitative tightening, I believe that treasury yields will further increase. When looking back at history, we can see that the two-year treasury yield usually increases to a level above the final federal funds rate, which, I mean, I expect the federal funds rate to rise to around 5%, which would indicate a two-year treasury yield of above 5% if you look back at history. It will definitely become interesting to see if that will be the case in this interest rate hike cycle as well, because we do know that many things are a little bit different than, than usual. In the short term, I absolutely agree with JP Morgan. I believe that we really will see a rally in the short term. However, I would consider this to be another bear market rally that is not sustainable. And I definitely expect a sell-off in the long term because of this economic weakness that will and has to be engineered by the Federal Reserve in order to um, restore price stability by bringing back inflation to the 2% target. Let us now take a look at how the major indices, U.S. indices, performed today. The S&P 500 finished the trading day in the red with about four-tenths of a percent. The Nasdaq 100 decreased by around 1% and the Dow Jones Industrial Average finished the trading day in the red with around two-tenths of a percent. The two-year Treasury yield held itself above 4%, which is indeed very interesting. The latest U.S. consumer confidence figures have increased unexpectedly. That's what the data today shows. And at the same time, um, St. Louis Fed President James Bullard said, and I quote, appropriate monetary policy can continue to put downward pressure on inflation despite the turmoil within the banking sector. Definitely a very interesting comments that indicate that the Fed will indeed stay hawkish and they're more focused on restoring price stability than the weakness we have seen within some regional banks um, in the banking sector. We all know that BlackRock believes that markets are completely wrong in expecting rate cuts from the Federal Reserve this week. And right now, according to Bloomberg, we are seeing more and more strategists that agree with BlackRock. The market is simply getting ahead of itself. And I've said this many times in this podcast. They're getting The market is getting ahead of itself in pricing in rate cuts by the Federal Reserve this year. 
Just take a look at the yield curve. Bond yields steepened the most today, according to Bloomberg, since 2008. They steepened so much because of the turmoil in the banking sector and the expected weakness in the economy. However, the economy remains incredibly resilient and we have not heard any more bad news from the banking sector. I believe that it is wise to sell off any rallies that we will see in the short term based on the strength of the economy because that strength will eventually deteriorate. It is very, very hard to get inflation back to 2% if you have such an incredibly resilient, especially a resilient labor market. Wage inflation still remains high. And we all know in order to get wage inflation down, um, in order to get inflation down, you need to get wage inflation down in order to, in order for that to happen at a significant level, you need to see a certain weakness in the labor market. But in order to achieve that, the Fed has to stay hawkish because we're coming out of the COVID pandemic with an incredibly resilient labor market because of all the liquidity that has been pumped into the market by central banks. And now it is very, very important that within this very resilient environment that the Fed really, really stays hawkish and and engineers this very much needed economic weakness in order to um, restore price stability, which is required in order to sustain long-term growth. So I believe um, you can definitely profit from rallies within the market right now, but you really need to find the right moment to sell again because I would consider any rallies right now to be bear market rallies and not any certain you know trend changes. I don't believe we're going to be entering a new bull market yet. So it is very, very important to stay cautious and remember that the Fed will not back down until price stability is restored. Let us now take a look at the European equity market. In Europe, we got some very interesting comments from Andrew Bailey today, the governor of the Bank of England. Bailey, according to CNBC, suggested today that, and I quote, the market is testing out banks to find weakness. We have seen the bankruptcy of the Silicon Valley Bank and obviously UBS taking over Credit Suisse. However, Jay Powell has made it clear that he believes this is not a representation of the overall health of the banking sector. Bailey seems to have the exact same opinion. He said today, according to CNBC, that, quote, U.S. authorities are dealing with particular issues relating to regional banks stateside and Credit Suisse was an institutional story, end of quote. He also affirmed that the UK banking system is in a strong position capital and liquidity wise. Another interesting comment coming from Bailey today is, I quote, markets are trying to find points of weakness at the moment. I don't think we are at all in the place that we were in 2007 and 2008. We are in a different place to then, but we have to be very vigilant, end of quote. The comments coming from central bank officials, for example, Jay Powell or Andrew Bailey, they confirm one thing. Central banks seem to be significantly more focused on inflation and they are not worried about the current state of the banking sector. This should be a clear sign to the market that we can expect central banks to remain hawkish until price stability has been restored, even if that means we will eventually see significant economic weakness. Let us take a look at the major European indices. The FTSE finished today's trading day 
up slightly with around two tenths of a percent. The DAX barely moved up by 0.09%, and the stocks 600 also barely moved. Finished the trading day off in the red with around 0.06%. Last but not least, we will take a look at some other values in the equity and fixed income market. The 10-year treasury yield advanced two basis points today and increased to 3.54%. The yield on the German 10-year treasury increased by six basis points to 2.29%. West Texas intermediate crude was able to regain some strength today because markets are settling down a little bit from the banking sector shocks we have seen in the past. And the oil price uh, has been significantly under pressure because of these um, shocks in the banking sector. The story with the Silicon Valley Bank, Credit Suisse, uh, UBS, all obviously very interesting stories. Um, and it, it just becomes more and more clear again. It becomes more and more clear again that the economy seems to be in a very resilient state. And it's going to be very interesting to see the GDP, um, the quarterly uh GDP growth that is going to be uh, released very soon. And it will also be very interesting to see another round of jobless claims uh, this week to see how they develop. Of course, I will uh, report about that on Thursday. West Texas intermediate crude oil is up by around six tenths of a percent, percent today and increased to $73.27 per barrel. The gold futures increased by 1% to $1,991.5 an ounce. And the MSCI World Index increased by four tenths of a percent. The euro has gained some more strength up today by four tenths of a percent and increased to 1.0838 US dollars. And that is it for today's episode. Tomorrow at around 11 p.m. European Standard Time, another episode will be released. Have a great evening. And if you enjoy my podcast episodes, please do not forget to subscribe. Have a good night.